Praise God. Praise God. Well, I just want to say it's great seeing you all today, this wonderful Sunday, whether you're in person or online. Just thank you for joining in and tuning in with us today. Um, also want to say, I know he's watching. Jordan, happy birthday. So that's why he was doing the announcement. So happy birthday, Jordan, uh, wherever you're at. So amen. So today is the conclusion on the series of the heart. And I just pray that um, God just touches each and every one of us and that the words that have been spoken these past three weeks would just cause us to see ourselves the way that God sees us. And if there's anything that is there that needs to be pruned, then we take it to God so he can remove it and plant the right seeds so it will so those seeds can grow and glorify him. Amen? All right, let us pray. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you, we honor you, we glorify your name. We thank you for loving us in a way that only you can love us. We thank you for looking past our faults, our nefarious nature, and saw something worth sacrificing Jesus for. So that when Jesus rose again, those who believe will rise with him. And we will be your children, call upon your name, and we can bask in your love forevermore. I just pray that your word just touch our hearts and just, even if just one person just turns their mind, their focus towards you, my God, then we'll glorify and honor you in that one person turning to you. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you will do, we pray. In the name and the authority of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen, amen. So the title of today's message is Issues of Life, Issues of Life. And the scripture that we're going to be reading from is going to be in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, just one scripture. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 23, and it reads, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So when we turn on our television nowadays, you know, browse, our, browse through our phone or get on our computers or just talk to someone, walk down the street, whether we listen to the radio, go, to the, go shopping and see the magazines or whatever the, the advertisements we see or the announcements that we have, we can't escape knowing about the things of this world. We can't escape hearing about the atrocities that are going on, the 
coronavirus and how businesses and churches have been closing down. We hear about the, the increased rates of suicide and, and, and the wars and rumors of wars. We, we hear about the protests and we hear about all these things. And honestly, I don't know about you, but me personally, I, it, it drains me. Hearing about all these things all the time, it drains me. I get, I get tired. I, and, and sometimes, depending on what it is, it can, it can affect my emotions. And I can act in a way that God wouldn't want me to act. So I actually have to disconnect myself from all this negativity. I have to turn everything off, just turn away from it. Now, if this stuff is just external stimuli, just things outside of my body, why does it affect me in such a way? Why do I have to get to the point to where I just have to isolate myself almost like a detox, so to sense, and just say I have to focus on different things because this stuff is just weighing on me. I'm feeling heavy. I'm feeling frustrated hearing about all this stuff. I'll answer that in a second. When we look at today's verse, when we look at it very closely, it says, to keep thy heart with all diligence. That word keep in Hebrew is netzer, which means to guard. It means to guard. And the word heart is laid and is referring to the understanding, the innermost part of a person. It's referring to their mind. And, and we get scripture that supports this because in, in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, the Bible says, so as he thinks in his heart, so is he. But when was the last time you thought with your heart? We, we tell, we talk about people saying, don't think with your heart. But in actuality, your heart is just an organ that pumps blood through your body. So depending on the context of scripture that you're reading, a lot of the time when it says heart is referring to your mind. And then the phrase, with all diligence is mishmar, and it means to, to like, to guard, like as if you're guarding a post, and to, to like a, be a prison guard. So when we actually look at today's verse, where it's, it's saying just as a prison guard is vigilantly watching at a guard post, watching every little movement, watching every person that enters and, and leaves the prison, we need to diligently guard our minds. We need to watch everything that leaves our mind, everything that goes into our minds. We have to have that same mentality because what flows out of it are the springs of life. Because what comes out of your mind can affect your life. It affects your viewpoint. It affects your perception. It, it affects the way you view yourself. In Acts 16, 
there was a guard that was placed at the prison door to watch Paul and Silas. And the Bible said that at the midnight hour, Paul and Silas sang praises unto God and, and, and they, say, or, or they sang hymns unto God and, and the prison doors were opened. And the guard, he was sleeping, there was an earthquake that opened the prison guard, the prison doors. And when the earthquake woke up the guard, the guard noticed the doors were open. And if you understand that uh, at that time, because he was a Roman guard, that if a, if a Roman guard is guarding a prisoner and they escape, then that guard is going to be executed. And so now this prison guard wakes up and he sees the doors open and he thought the prisoners escaped and he was going to kill himself. So he took his position, he took his post that seriously. And so we have to be that serious, that diligent, that vigilant when it comes to guarding our mind. Because it's been scientifically stated that our mind is constantly recording. So whether, whether we aware of it or not, our mind is constantly recording whatever we see, whatever we hear, the things that we taste, our experiences with various things, uh, certain situations, our mind is constantly recording and putting that and uh, holding that in our minds and it will, it will dictate to us or it will direct us and it will cause us to see things based on our experiences, based on the things that we, we, we um, were involved in or based on the things that we heard and we saw. So everything that comes in can affect us. And so that's why the times that we usually see or understand what's in our heart or in our minds are those times when we're under extreme persecution. Those times where we are under life's pressure, the things that are, that's held up in our minds usually come out during that time. For instance, when you're driving down the 401 and somebody cuts you off, you may find yourself saying or acting in a way, giving some gestures that you know is not correct. Sometimes when, when, when life, is, is puts, when life um, grabs a hold of you and, and, and you're feeling under pressure, you, get to, you go back to what is comfortable, what you're used to, what you have your experience with. And so, for example... There was a time in my life to where I thought that I was living the Christian life. I, I thought that I was doing everything. I had the Bible. I was always walking with the Bible. Always, everybody saw me with the Bible. I was at my desk with the Bible sitting right there, you know, ready to quote scripture verse after scripture verse and, and ready to tell people about Jesus and, and I was like telling God you know what God I am ready for ministry you know I'm ready to do all these things and, and I could see God looking down at me he's like oh really and so God allowed me to go through a tense time in my life 
and all those scripture verses that I was telling other people didn't come up. But everything else, the things of the world started to come up. The things that were held in my mind, the things that I allowed to come in, they started to come up. And God has had to show me that there are some things that are still in your heart, that are still in your mind, that will cause you to walk contrary to my word. There are still things that you're holding on to that will disqualify you if I put you in the position that you're desiring. So God allowed me to go through the fire. When we talk about refiner's fire, we talk about fire. And a lot of times when we talk about fire, we, we see fire as something destructive. We, when we turn on television, I'm from California, so every year we hear about the huge forest fires. We hear about the, the fires that has devastated large parts of land, something very destructive. We hear about how the fires caused hundreds and thousands of people to go homeless. We hear about how fire just destroyed homes and how fire is even killed. We hear about the destruction that fire causes. But when God has the fire. When God allows you to go through the fire, God is the one who is now in control of the intensity of that fire. God is the one. It's not even just any fire, but when God allows it, it's, 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 I, can, I, I, will, I will say it's like holy fire because it didn't consume me to kill me, but it brought out the impurities that were in my heart. It brought out the, the impurities that were in my mind. And, and so when when we're talking about the refiner's fire, it's a precious metal. It's, it's referring to a metal like silver or gold that when we look at it from the outside, it looks beautiful. It looks amazing to the untrained eye. When you saw me, you saw me as a person who was ready to quote scripture, someone who was on fire with for God, but the to the trained eye, they knew that there was impurities still in that precious metal. And that metal had to go through the fire. And when that metal goes through the fire, the impurities within that metal will rise up. And then the refiner is, is able to wipe off the impurities. And so sometimes God allows us to go through his refiner's fire just to show us who we are. Just to show us how he's built us up. Just to show us the giftings he's placed in us, but also to remove the things that is in our hearts. So when we go through persecution, you don't do the things that I did because I told God it was better to live for the world than to live for him. We won't run back to the things that we are comfortable in, but we will run back to God. We will run back to his world because we have now, we now have developed an experience with him. That's why the Bible says when we go through trials and tribulations, we're supposed to count it joy we're not supposed to run from it because as a people, as human beings, we don't like being in uncomfortable situations. We hate it. Human nature, we want to run from it. But we have to learn how to sit in the fire and allow God to remove the impurities. Allow God now to soften our hearts so now he can mold it. And now he can use you. 
And now you won't disqualify yourself. You won't, you won't say godly things, but act like the devil. So sometimes God will put us, allow us to go through the fire. And when we trust him, then we can now believe that scripture that says all things work together for good to those who love him and to those who are called according to his purpose. Because now that you're in the fire, you're saying, I know I can go through this because God said he would never give me more than I can handle. Now that you're in the fire, you may look around and see the enemy attacking you, but you understand that you're part of the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church because now that you're in the fire, you know that you're the, it's not a consuming fire that's going to kill you, but it's the fire that's going to purify you. It's the fire that's going to draw you closer to God. It's the fire that's going to remove all the negativity that you allowed in your mind so now you can focus on God. So going back to what I was saying earlier, how sometimes we have to disconnect from the world. I don't know if you've noticed, but the world is designed to constantly keep our mind in a state of being stimulated, to be connected to the world. We're always with our ear pods. We're always on our phones. We're always on the computer. We're always attached to the internet. We go to the store. They have televisions that talks about advertisements, magazines. There's always something there. So then now when it comes time to get in a quiet place with God, because we spend so much time, our minds being stimulated and constantly going, being filled with the thing of the world, it's hard for us to sit in prayer in the presence of God for five minutes. It's, t- it's hard for us to, to be in the presence of God, to allow him to remove the things from our minds. It's hard for us to sit back and read five, six, seven chapters of the Bible. It's hard for us to, to go through prayer session because the world constantly is, 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 is uh, stimulating us and, and making things go faster and faster. Everything, our attention span becomes shorter and shorter. The attention span of a person used to be 30 minutes. Now they say it's on average 10, maybe. Then we have TikTok. That's a different story on its own. And so we have to realize the times that we, we have to understand the world that we live in and how the enemy has set things up to control the mind of the people of God because once the enemy is able to get into your mind, he's able to plant strongholds. And once he plants strongholds, he's able to control you. He's able to control your decisions. He's able to control your emotions. He's able to control the things that you say. That's why the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, out of the abundance of the mind, the mouth speaks. So if you're constantly filling your mind with negative 
negative things, you're going to find yourself in certain situations being a pessimist, not focusing on God, saying negative things. Don't stop your toe when you're walking down, when you're walking in your house and the lights are out because you're probably going to say something you shouldn't. Oh, come on now. I'm not, I know. Let's be honest. But those are the things that are held up in our mind. And these are the things that God wants to remove. See, the battle that we fight is not on the things on the outside. The enemy is not, he's on the outside, but he's trying to get a hold of our mind. That's why the scripture says we need to guard, we need to keep with all diligence. We need to guard our hearts, guard our minds. We need to be careful of what we watch. We need to be careful of the people that, that, that speak into our lives. We need to be careful of the music that we listen to. That's why it's important to, to, to sit back and just listen to praise and worship. That's why it's important just that when you're driving, just turn on the Bible app and just listen to scripture. It's important to fill your mind with the the things of God because as, as the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart out of the abundance of your mind the mouth speaks when you fill the things when you fill your mind with the things of God you will find yourself starting speaking godly things you will find yourself start acting in a godly manner you will find yourself desiring to be in his presence even more you will find yourself wanting to speak to other people about how good God has been to you you will find yourself desiring to do the good works of God so they can glorify him in heaven. You will find yourself taking a step back because you know that you and I, we don't matter. It's all about Jesus and we want to show people who he is, but in order to get there, we need to, we need to learn how to spend time in his presence and allow him to remove the negativity, allow him to remove the lies that the enemy is constantly speaking to us, allow him just to change our minds be not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. The Bible talks about the mind so much, but yet we look over it. It is time for us to look at ourselves. Start here. Mission work is great. Evangelism is great. But why would we want to invite people to a broken home? We need to fix here. This is where it begins. We are the plumb line. We are the salt of this earth. We are that city on a hill. We are that light in a dark room. We are the bearers of the light who is Jesus. So we need to seek God and allow him to change us from the inside out to work with us, to build us up, to edify us because 
there is a world waiting for us. There are children in our homes who are waiting for us. There are people at our jobs who are waiting for us. So we need to trust our God and trust that there is nothing impossible for him. Yes, we have our scars. Yes, we all have our past. Yes, the enemy tells us that we're good for nothing and we won't amount to anything, but what does scripture say? What does scripture say? It says you're a new creation. All things, your, your old nature is gone. Who you used to be no longer has a hold on who you are. When you rose with Jesus, sin and death no longer was able to hold you. Your past has now become your testimony unto how glorious our Father is. And that's what we have to hold on to. And that's what we have to trust. I'm soon closing. I'm soon closing. So God has given us life. He's speaking to us. He's given us life. And he wants us to speak that life. Speak his life, which is his word. Because Jesus says he is the direction, the truth, and the life. So when we speak the word of God, we're speaking life. There's people around us who need to hear that life. We don't always have to say, you know, James 1, 2 said this, or 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 said this. No, but we can speak the word of God. I'm going to say this, and then, and then I'm closing. I remember um, I used to do a lot of counseling work, youth counseling. And I remember there was this student who um, was suicidal. A student used to always come to my office crying, just very suicidal. And every time the student came, I would speak to that student. And the student was of a different faith. And um, I would encourage that student with scripture, but I would never tell the student it was scripture. You know, and after some time, the student started feeling better. And the student looked at me and said, this whole time, have you been reading the Bible to me? <laughs> and I just laughed. And I just laughed and said, yes, I have. But that life that was spoken to that student had helped that student get over that suicidal, those suicidal thoughts. Helped that student to get over the lies that the enemy was telling them to where now the student 
instead of them taking their life, is now working in a place and has, has moved beyond everybody in their field. So just imagine if that student would have listened to the lies of the enemy. Today, they would not be helping people. They're in a, in a position to where they're helping so many people. They would not be able to help people. They would not be able to show that light and help others. But it all starts here, starts here in our minds. So I'm going to close in prayer, but I want to end with this. Let us all guard our minds. Let us all guard our minds as if we're a guard, a prison guard. Because out of our minds are the things that will affect not just our lives, but those around us. So let us allow the only one who can change our minds to do it, and that's Christ Jesus. Through his word, in his presence, in praise and worship, filling our minds with so much of him that we give no room for the lies of the enemy. give no room for the issues of life because the only thing that is there is the love of God let us pray Lord God our Heavenly Father hallelujah Jesus Father, your word, your word, it's life. And I just pray, Lord, that we speak that same life into this dying world. I pray that we learn to just run to you, to fill our minds with all of you, to allow the Holy Spirit to change us from the inside, the inside out. to be obedient to your word to love the way you love to forgive those who have wronged us and to know that even in this war against the devil and his kingdom we are already victorious not believe the lies but to live in your truth 
change us from the inside out and use us to bring glory to your name. Jesus' name we